Throughout the human history, we fought many wars. Many kingdoms fell and many kingdoms rise. Millions of soldiers were sent to battlefields to kill and to be killed. War is easy to start but hard to stop. We all know the kind of destruction World War 1 and World War 2 brought to this world. And if World War 3 breaks out, we can only imagine the level of damage it would cause. But do you know there was an event few decades back which almost started World War 3. A event where leaders of two nations will decide the fate of the world and that event is known as Cuban Missile Crisis. The story starts in Cuba, a Caribbean island country known for its beautiful beaches. It's a paradise for tourists. More than 4 million people visit Cuba every year. But for the citizens of Cuba, it's a hell. Cuba is ruled by a dictator called Colonel Batista. He was a ruthless dictator who changed the whole constitution for his own advantage and was ruling Cuba with iron fist. Freedom of speech is non-existent and those who go against government will be met with public execution. Corruption was the only thing growing faster than poverty in the Thailand. But for the world, Cuba is nothing but a small piece of land. which don't have any influence on the world whatsoever but for america cuba is a strategic location cuba is located just 100 miles away from american shores just like how india and sri lanka are located is the perfect place for an enemy to strike america to protect itself america maintained a strict control on cuba they had colonel batista under control he is their puppet he just follows the orders of america In return, America provides military and political support required. American companies were controlling major business in Cuba, and America is least concerned about what's going on inside Cuba and what people of Cuba are going through. But this cannot go on forever. The uprising against the government has started. The revolution will be led by a former lawyer in exile named Fidel Castro. On December 16, 1956, he starts a rebellion against Batista regime, and soon it turns out to be a civil war with mass support. By 1959, Fidel Castro takes control of Cuba and becomes the prime minister, the people's minister. But America never liked Fidel Castro. They saw him as a communist. After coming into power, Castro rewrites the whole constitution and brings in the groundbreaking policy changes. and most important of them all is nationalization of american companies operating in cuba that was a big blow for america because once nationalized all the american companies in cuba will cease to be private companies and become national assets of cuba that was a red signal for america cuban regime is no more the puppet it used to be america quickly wanted to gain control of cuba so it imposes a trade embargo It means America and its allies will stop doing trade with Cuba. Export and import activity in Cuba comes to an halt. It leads to a severe shortage of necessities and oil in Cuba. Deprived of its principal trade partner, situation was getting worse every day. People were dying of hunger and Cuba don't know whom it should turn to. Situation was desperate. Fast forward 1960 Port of Havana is filled with cargo ships. They brought in essential supplies and oil for Cuba. The only nation that can dare doing that and go against America was Soviet Union. This is the ultimate opportunity for Soviet Union to show its power. 
America and Soviet Union were allies in World War II. They collectively defeated Hitler, but they are in Cold War since 1945 because of ideological differences. Now Cuba got a new friend, and America got nothing but frustration. America read the danger sign and quick to act. On April 17, 1961, America sends in 1,400 anti-Castro Cuban troops trained by CIA to take on Fidel Castro. But that attack ends up to be a disaster. Those troops failed. They failed miserably. It was a humiliation for America. Being a superpower, America was not able to defeat a small island country. Over the next two years, America tries all possible ways to defeat Castro, but none were successful. Actually, Castro was never a communist. He never wanted to be a friend with Soviet Union. Actually, he wanted to be in peace with America. All he wanted is freedom to rule the country and take his own decisions, which America was not at all ready to give. Now, Soviet Union is in Cuba. It is as close as it can get to America, and for America, its ultimate rival is just hundred miles away. America wanted to take no chances and quickly deploys its nuclear missiles in Turkey, which is a closest ally to America and shares border with Russia. Simply, if you launch a missile from Turkey, it will hit Russia in no time. It kind of acts like a shield against Soviet Union, but on the world stage, this is seen as a provoking act. America become the first mover and tension starts to rise. In the mid of 1962 as a retaliation Soviet Union starts a transporting its nuclear missiles to Cuba the mission was named operation anadir 50000 soldiers 36 long range nuclear missiles 14 mig fighter planes anti tank missiles submarines all of them were to be transported on 86 ships this was considered as a high priority and top secret mission for the first week even america wasn't aware of this operation In 1962 the first missiles reached Cuba the launching sites for the first nuclear missiles was decided then american u2 fighter planes spots a cargo ship carrying something to cuba looks similar to nuclear missiles america is now sure that they are nuclear missiles but at this point america can prove nothing nikita khrushchev who was a leader of soviet union at that time denies any news of nuclear missiles in cuba but over the next few weeks it was confirmed that soviet union is ready to launch its nuclear missiles from cuba in the office then president of america john f kennedy faced with a hard choice a single missile launch from cuba can wipe out the whole new york city as a retaliation america made itself ready for the war made its ground troops and artillery ready Fighter planes carrying nuclear missiles were constantly patrolling Russian border near North Pole to bomb Russia if situations go out of control. JFK warns Khrushchev of serious consequences if missiles were not removed from Cuba. Khrushchev says both sides should come to a peace agreement, but there was no progress. On 24th October 1962, America deploys a naval blockade which will isolate and won't allow anything to move in and out of Cuba. the whole cuba was under quarantine us navy surrounded cuba and ready to confront soviet ships and that moment arrived first fleet of soviet navy comes within the reach of american ships now america is face to face with soviet union america wants soviet union to turn around but 
Soviet Union is not ready to do that. The tension is at all-time high. A small mistake from any side will start a war. Neither America nor Soviet Union are ready to back out. Militaries around the world are at high alert. China, which is an ally of Soviet Union, makes its forces ready. Over Europe, NATO forces are in direct confrontation with Russia. Situation can turn either side. World is on the brink of war. It is an ultimate power show off. Talks are going on between JFK and Khrushchev. Finally, Khrushchev offers a compromise on the condition that America will never attack Cuba again. When it was looking like a peace deal on the horizon, an American spy plane was shot down over Cuba. Again, a provoking act. But this time, JFK maintains a cool head and didn't retaliate. Khrushchev orders his commander to stop bombing the fleet. Chaos is everywhere. In the midst of this naval blockade, a Soviet submarine started moving towards US ships. US Navy spotted that submarine and launched a harmless shock bomb, which will not destroy the submarine but force it to come out of water. But people who are inside the submarine have no idea of what's going on. Has the war broke out? They don't know. There is no clear communication from the Soviet Union in the last 24 hours. In that confusion, they assume that they are under attack. And in the absence of any communication from Soviet Union, their directive is to launch a retaliatory missile attack. And that missile attack is enough to start the war. Third World War is just moments away. Missiles were loaded and brought into position. Soviet Navy is ready to launch the missile on American ships and start Third World War. They just need to press that button and that button is enough to push the world into chaos. But just before the missile to be fired, command of the submarine calls up the attack and submarine was taken under US control. Next day, a peace deal was reached between Soviet Union and USA, marking an end to 13 day long nuclear standoff. Just imagine what would have happened if commander hasn't stopped that missile attack. It would have led to World War III and it would be an ultimate nuclear disaster. I wouldn't be alive to tell you this story and you wouldn't be alive to listen. Today, many superpowers possess nuclear missiles. Objective is not to launch them on enemy, but to show them that they can. Finally, no one wins a war. Everyone loses something. If war is inevitable, so does the peace. In 1962, although humanity was foolish enough to go for a war, it was also intelligent enough to step back when required. This is Curious Monk. Signing off.